Welcome to Doctrine and Devotion, a podcast exploring Christian faith and practice from a white perspective. No, my Reformed name, Baptist Wade, perspective. Refo- I'm sorry, Reformed Baptist. Ba- white difference? Reformed Is there Baptist. a difference? Is there a difference? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, from a Reformed Baptist perspective, my name is Joe Thorne. I'm the lead pastor of Redeemer Fellowship in St. Charles, Illinois. And I'm Jimmy Fowler, Elder Candidate at Redeemer Fellowship. Who just finished his oral exam for his Elder Candidacy. What? What? Yeah, man, and I think you might have passed. Maybe. I mean, I'm not sure. Maybe. I'm not sure. I'm not quite sure. I'm actually even concerned. Maybe I, I don't know. Yeah. You know, I, the jury's it, out. It's got It's going to come down to the votes and uh, well, see it, how it goes. It's a little subjective. It's a little, you know, it's not like a Scantron test. You know, where like you get the answer right or you get the answer wrong. It comes, it really comes down to, like, to it comes down to likability and presentability. See, I feel like I have, and I have those, no, I have that down. Mm, I have likability really, and uh, presentability really. down. Well, let's go ask some of the men at La Vida Cigar Shop uh, who have played you in Canasta how likable you are. Oh, they don't like me because they can't beat me <laughs> and they're not, they can't be me. That's, That's the right. problem. That's right. So what are you going to do when, if people can't beat you or be you? They just mad. They berate you. Mm. Say, I got the right. visa there. Yeah, you like that. You're pretty, I you're liked pretty, it. I was good. Proud. Um, yeah, man, it went really well. It was a great, uh, great thing. A bunch of people came out and mm-hmm. watched the exam. More than I've seen in other ones. It felt like people knew the, yeah, what but, was at stake here. They're like, oh, this is the beginning of the turning point for the church. Yeah. Is Jimmy going up we need to some, the elder board? We need, we, some, yeah. we need like, no. Jimmy is that help? No. He oh. is that lifeline? Help, I think, is the he right is. word. Jimmy, no. Jimmy is going to come on no. staff as the help. No. I think that, oh, you can't say that, Joe. <laughs> what? what is that? You white, you can't say that. Well, that's why I, I no, can no, say it. You I'm can't white. say that because you're white. I don't, I don't, I don't, Speaking I'm of which, what are we talking about today, Joe? Um, rest, relaxation, and recreation? <laughs> is that what we're talking about? It actually took us a while to figure out. Oh, my God. What are we to talk about because our original title was uh, I don't remember Fire the White Pastor Fire the White <laughs> that, was, <laughs> that was a throwback, a, a throwback to the, to the worst racism episode that's ever been on a podcast well I don't know if it was the worst but that part was awesome yeah, that part Mm-mm. was pretty good Jimmy got in trouble for saying Fire the White Pastor <laughs> Fire the White Pastor <laughs> his black friends are calling like hey man I know what you were trying I to say I know what you were trying to say and I was like thank you thank you Everyone else got me. The white people didn't get me, but that's fine. No. White people don't get it yeah. sometimes. Yeah, I get it. So we tried that one. What was the other one we were going to say? Uh, oh, I don't No, we were going to say uh, relax. White people. Relax white people. Yeah, that's right. And we're still trying to... I think we finally nailed it down. We nailed it down because you guys know what we're talking about, but in light of current events, we thought, let's let's talk about this. And we don't have everything, obviously, we don't have everything, everything sorted out. Um, we have some thoughts. And yeah. if you guys want us to go deeper into this and to interact with some of the more concrete ideas, we'll do that, no yeah. problem. But we at least wanted to like maybe encourage people as this conversation is continuing yeah. um, to you know really engage it in a thoughtful way, in a Christian way. Yep. Um, so what were really the, the issues that are that are at stake here are the issues of race and yeah. racism and reconciliation. Mm, and um, that is why that is our title. That's the title. That's, the title. that's right. it. Nailed it. And, uh, and why, like what's going on? Where did, where, where is this? Cause we, we're always having this conversation on in lesser degrees or greater degrees right now to a greater degree. Yeah. And well, that's it's, because of, a little, that's, it's a little well, tense. Oh, it's aggro out there. So what's so what? The interwebs are aggro and I'm not talking about reform pub. They're always aggro. They're, yeah. I'm, they're, they're, I'm talking they're about steady state. Their steady state of aggro caged AG. But now it's like, you mad, bro? Oh, oh, oh. they mad. So mad. They, they mad. All right, so uh, what's going on? What, how, what, how, how did people get triggered? How did people get triggered? <laughs> they got triggered at uh, the, uh, the MLK 50 conference. Thanks, Martin Luther King Jr. Oh, you're going to blame him? Well, I got to blame somebody. 
So MLK 50 by the uh, the gospel. Not his birthday, by the way. Not his birthday. <laughs> yeah, don't, yeah. MLK 50. It, it uh, is not the celebration of his assassination. This no, is no, no. A, 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 remembrance. A, a memorial of his yeah. assassination where he essentially gave his life uh, for the cause of, of racial uh, reconciliation yeah. and equality and things like that. And so it's put on by the Gospel Coalition. So, you know, John Piper's there. Eric Mace is there. Uh, Thabiti is there. Uh, Russ Moore is there. And so, mm-hmm. you know, people are speaking. And you know what? Hmm. They didn't all say the same thing. No, there were no, some, no. There were some, there were some differences in there. and um, There was some diversity. Yeah, there was a little bit of diversity in there. There was some diversity yeah. in there. And so, yeah, um, so yeah I think this is kind of the, the whole conversation now is is kind of centered around uh, some some things that, the BDS said, as well as what he has posted, right? This uh, article online, online, article online, and, and things then like, like that. The, the the social media discussion between him and, and James White, Doctor White, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, that's kind of uh, there's a lot of articles, tweets uh, between the two. I mean, they're going back and forth, and, and they're trying to be cordial enough I, uh, as brothers in Christ. I heard, I heard that uh, B.J. Hall uh, is leading his church right out of the SBC because of this. Hmm. Oh, you know what I have to say? What's two that? words. Bye, Felicia. It's <laughs> not a setup. Um, I don't know if that's why he's leaving, um, but bye. Um, okay, and listen, this this matters to us on a lot of yes. levels, right? It, this matters to us because the concepts, the reality of the sin of racism is painful and, Correct. and infuriating to us. Yeah. Um, and it's not that we aren't ever prejudiced in any way, but no. but racism and oppression and that, that stuff, that triggers us. That, that really... That hurts, that offends, and we're, we're passionate about that. But it's also this whole controversy is also something that we're interested in because these are our friends that are talking. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, we know Dr. White. We've, we've had conversations with Dr. White. we're good friends with James White. Correct. And I know that you, you and Thabiti have had a relationship. No, I, I, really. I, don't, I don't really know no, him like we, He knows me. I know him. We've talked and had breakfast Oh, he stuff. knows you? Oh, well, he you're knows, such He a knew big me deal. before I knew him. I knew him before he had that cool gray hair. <laughs> Did he know you when you had hair? No. We, uh, you know, <laughs> no. To me and I know each other, but we're not like friends. No. Uh, but I like him a lot. So James is a friend, and Eric Mason is a friend Eric of ours. Eric Mason is a friend of ours, So yeah. we've got, we've got. Who we text back. Hey, yeah, thanks, Dr. Mason. You know, I appreciate the text backs. I was oh. just talking to him today on the phone. Really? On the phone, yeah. We were chatting. Oh, yeah, you go. Oh, yeah. we were, hey, drop. you know what we were doing? We were chopping it up. You guys were, ch- oh gosh. <laughs> what? That's, that's what? That's a thing. You mm. chop it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is that your thing to chop it up? No, not really. Not really. No, I don't say that. No. Well, apparently you do because you just said it. Yeah. Well, I can't. I just got done talking to Eric Mason. So we have friends that are all over uh, yeah. this thing, and then beyond that, right? We have all uh, like our listeners. I, I, I'm sure that there is a there is a divide between many people, many of our listeners. Um, oh, and on I know this some issue. of our friends who do other like you know. Uh, actually, he's put it on social media, so I could say it. But you know, from the bar podcast, Dwayne, yeah, he's is, racist. Is, yeah. is concerned. Stop oh it. no, is you know, is concerned because he, you know, at least from what I'm seeing from his social media interactions, he's there's a concern for him that there's there's a divide within the church, and that I guess for him, as he's the way he's been saying it, is you can kind of see it happening. It's kind of been building up to this point. Yeah, uh, and now there's just this greater divide, at least in his estimation. Yeah, and I think that's fair. And right now, he's probably feeling pretty good about changing the name of his podcast. No, it was ne- it was. <laughs> come on, I'm stop just it. saying, like right now, 
the Bar Podcast. Well, it's biblical and but reformed. But that's not what it was originally called. What was it originally called, Joe? Black and Reformed, which I preferred. I like I that. I actually thought it was really That good. was really awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, yeah, Dwayne is super solid, and he sees it. And of course, he's going to see even more of it and see it from a different perspective than we're seeing it. Oh, of course. So we wanted to jump in and talk about this stuff. And really, our aim here is just simply to encourage people to listen to each other. Yeah. So we're going to get into some some practical uh, steps to making the most of this conversation. Yeah, yeah. Um, but before we even get into it, let's just let's just de- deal with a couple of things, right? Um, right? When we're talking about race, this people talk about race all the time. Yeah. Um, race is a modern invention. Uh, well, to, well, what do you what do you mean? It's a modern race, invention. Race was a is a is a new way. Like I'm, we're, we're talking like. Um, I don't know, what was it, 19th century, 18th century, 18th century maybe was when this concept of race came up where uh, people were being categorized now um, in, in a unique way. And it was frequently used uh, and originally maybe to a, a almost exclusively used uh, to rank, uh, to subjugate, um, to control people. Yeah. Uh, race. Uh, now we're not talking about ethnicities. We're talking about race. Yeah, there's a you know, race yeah. is not a biblical concept as far as Jimmy and I are concerned. Like, no, I would say, well, I mean, as far as biblical, biblically concerned, I mean, there's only one race, the human right. race, right? Right. And so there is a there is a difference between race and ethnicities. You know, uh, we ha- there is a diversity in ethnicities and in cultural backgrounds and in cultural upbringings and. Um, but that's not the same Mm-mm. as what we're talking about when we say race. Right. No, ethnicity deals with. Not just skin color, but it deals with geography and mm-hmm. origin and culture and language mm-hmm. and all of that. So, uh, you know, it's 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 this this stuff does get a little muddy at times because it, it's it winds up being a bit more complex than than most people want. Um, but but most of us, uh, maybe not. I was going to most of us know what racism is, but th- even then, I think I don't, I don't know if we do. I, I, don't, I don't know a, if most a, of us do. Difference because... of opinion. There's a difference of opinion on what racism is. Oh, absolutely. And I think that's kind of the the meat of what we're talking about here what is racism yeah, you tell Correct? me what is racism yeah. you, you tell me yeah that's what i just said you oh, tell okay. me why are you repeating this is what you did in the oral exam too every time we'd ask you a question oh yeah because i had to stall by repeating the question so you could formulate your thoughts and then you would spit out the answer yeah well i would yeah because i got to formulate my thoughts yeah and then spit out the answer all right there you go yeah there you go yeah. so that's that's kind of where i'm at right now all right so i mean racism would be uh the I don't want to say prejudice because there's different degrees of of, of being prejudiced. Correct? There's good there's, and bad prejudice. There's good and bad prejudice. Sure. Tears, you know, different levels of that. Um, but would you say racism is the? That's a good question. Well, it's I, like the, it's not the subjugate, but it kind of, yeah, it, it has been the subjugating of, of another individual based upon their skin color. Yeah, this this is a part of the problem, right? So some people would conceive of racism as the devaluing and oppression of a people group by another people group yeah. in power. Correct. Right. And that's the important part. There's there's the majority, the, the the oppressors, those that are in power and control, and minority. Those and it might be, not even be majority. You're right. You're right. It's yeah. it's, it's all about the the power issue. The 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 right. that's it. The power. But there are other people who would say, well, that's okay. That's a form of racism, but that's not racism. Racism is simply devaluing another race or another people group. Yeah. Um, while exalting another and saying yes. that one people group is inherently inferior Correct. to another, which then leads to various kinds of problems. And you know, I, I honestly don't know. I mean, it, I don't know if there is 
one uh, totally correct way to say this clearly is racism. And, and, and if, if this isn't the definition, it's wrong. Um, you know, in the past, I've always understood racism more as um, the subjugation of a people or the oppression or devaluing of a people by another group of people in power. Exactly. That, like, you're thinking, I, like you're thinking Nazi Germany. I guess I yeah, mean, that's Nazi Germany or America, America, right? where, yep. you know, white uh, landowners were or South Africa during apartheid. Right. Yep. right. So there you go. Um, but I, I don't I, but I'm willing to say, like, I could be wrong on that. And, and maybe racism isn't only if there's power in play. Um, but if you're defining racism as it being something that is only real if there is power right behind it. Yeah. So that you can actually do something with it, then like you can't be racist if you don't have the power. Um. And and if that I know and I know we've gotten pushback in the past on right. that comment. Yeah, yeah, and that's fine. Um, so if if the proper definition of racism means that you have to have power behind you yeah. in order to truly be racist, um, then okay. So technically, then in that case, by that definition, you uh, a minority couldn't be racist, but one could still be prejudicial. Correct. Uh, one could still be hateful. One could yep. still be mean. But it's like we get so hung up on a term that it's like we just we, we can't move on and continue the conversation. So like what I want to say is like, OK, so let's let's find out if we agree to disagree on terms and then try and move on so that we can see what else lines up or doesn't line up and, and what the possible solutions are. So then what's our hit like we let's talk about our history in the U.S., right? Yeah. And not just in the U.S. And well, let's let's first start with the U.S. I mean, our history in the U.S. is as we're painfully aware of is and to our shame has been uh, the devaluing and the, and the subjugating yeah. of, of of African Americans yeah and not just African Americans oh Native yeah, Americans right. yep Native Americans yep uh, uh, Chinese Americans oh yeah Japanese uh, yep. Japanese Americans uh, World War Two oh that's uh, right yep. I don't know if that was uh, flat out racism but boy it uh, it kind of kind of looked like it um, so yeah what I would say is. There, there definitely is the reality yeah. of of racism in our country from its earlier stages to today. Racism mm-hmm. is still alive today, um, and it is. I don't know. I guess I would say that you can't have an honest understanding of your country if you don't understand the good and the bad and the ugly. Correct. Right. It's it's, it's one thing to glorify your history and your past and your heroes and and have this fake view of them. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's not, that, that's not helpful. It's, it's different though. It, it, I think the same problem is to say, okay, I'm not going to recognize anybody for their accomplishments, good mm-hmm. and bad. I'm only going to focus on their bad and, and, and the things that they did that were wrong. I think that's also unhelpful. Correct. We need to say like, okay, so whether we're talking about leaders, political figures or our country, yep. it's a mix of good and bad. And we have to recognize both. Right? And we have to recognize that it's not just, uh, <clears throat> In the world, in the secular sense, but we've seen it in the church as well. We've what? seen it in the SBC. No, stop. You're it. telling me the SBC does not have. We've actually we talked about this. Wasn't, the, wasn't the SBC founded by, by like African Americans? Oh, is that really what it is? No. <laughs> Come on. So now. we talked about that we've in 1845. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The SBC um, not only started was started by slave owners who uh, were zealous about evangelism and missions, no mm. doubt. And they really wanted to go into the world and make disciples. If you're white, well, I don't even know if that's true because that, yeah, no, that only gets, the messengers could be white. Uh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't know if they. I'm not. But they. I don't. I'm okay. I'm. I'm mm. going to say they may or may not have been willing to reach other ethnicities while out on the mission field. Is what I'm saying. So in terms of those who were going to be sent, 
yes, these these would be white people who would be sent. Mm-hmm. Um, and and we're, so we're talking about slave owners who had, by and large, a, a, a terrible understanding of the humanity of African Americans, um, you know, the personhood uh, of of their slaves. Yeah, and so there was definitely a problem in the SBC, um, which is something we still need to rec- we need. I think we have recognized. Yeah, was to- it ninety eight? 1998, Correct. when we, uh, you know, officially said, "Hey, listen, we need to re- we repent of the past racism and prejudice yeah. that has existed in our convention," and uh, and I, I can't remember if it's recognized that it's still alive today, but it, hopefully it did. Yeah, um, because it is I don't racism. Know if it did, yeah. Racism is definitely still here. So, I mean, was, to a, so to a degree, I mean, a lot the progress has been made. Yeah, I think so. I, I mean, look, um, <laughs> slavery is gone. Yes. Um, now the way that it ended wasn't the best way for it to end. In a sense, we, you know, we, we, we the, the African Americans were freed, but given nothing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And historically, that's you know when people were destitute, the government had oftentimes stepped in to help, um, but not in that case. None, yeah. And so when you know, so they were freed, but then they were put into a bad situation. So they were in a real bad situation, they got into another bad situation. Um, and so that was a step, and more steps were made. But then when you're looking at, I mean, goodness, how long did it go on? We had you know, Jim Crow laws and all of this yeah. stuff. So that, I mean, what, black people got to vote in the 60s? Was that when they got the right to vote? I mean, the 1960s, not the 1860s. That's, that's bananas. Yeah. Yep. That's bananas. Um, so it, we've made progress, absolutely. And, uh, but it's still part of our... Yeah, to a degree, like to of our course. to our recent history, right? Yeah. Like there are people alive that still remember and feel the ramifications of that, and there are people who are alive who still feel racist hatred toward other people groups. Correct, and and so it's still a problem. Even though we made progress, there's yeah. still a problem because it's a sin problem. And I I think though that you know some people, you know they 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 see the okay. I think I think a lot of white people. I'll speak as a white guy here, in case you didn't know. I'm super white, so I can. Oh, I can, super I, yeah, white! I'm, I'm a good rep of whitey. Super so white. I'm, I'm super white. Super white. The only thing you, I'm like copier mind. paper white. That's how white I am. No, 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 you're not. Nah, nah. Copier paper white like has money. You don't have that. No, not the cheap copier paper. Okay, you're cheap yeah, copier okay, paper white. Dunder Mifflin. Dunder, right. Dunder Mifflin white. So I think you know a lot of white people will go like. Well, I'm not racist, and look at look at all this progress that's been made. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've got interracial couples marrying, yeah. and like, yeah. people like so by and large are chill. Like, and maybe you don't know anybody who like says anything bad about uh, you know blacks or Asians or whomever. And so, like to you, it feels like man, this is this is a pretty sweet time. Yeah. Um, but it, it is still a problem, and and it, it's hard for I think it's hard for some of us, especially white people, mm-hmm. to recognize. Uh, the the validity of the concerns and the fears and even the anger that comes from minorities who have experienced prejudice and racism today when well, I haven't. The, mm-hmm. the worst I get is a funny look because I have a lot of tattoos and a beard. Yeah. That's about it. That is about it. So, so I mean, I think what people would ask then, you know, why, why is it then a sin? And I think we need to hit on that, why this is a sin issue, why this is still a problem today. Um yeah, we've talked about this before. We've talked about yeah, this before. Yeah, like ra- racism is a sin for three basic reasons. Um, number one, every person is made in the image of God. 
right? Yep. Everybody's made in the image of God. That means everybody has dignity, worth, value. And so whether your neighbor it looks like you or looks different from you, whether he is a good person or a bad person, relatively speaking, mm-hmm. my Calvinist friends, okay, uh, whether he's a good person <laughs> or a bad person or whether she is a terrible person or an awesome person, you still, because they are uh, made in God's image, called by God to uh, treat them a certain way. That's right. And I mean, you kind of touched on that. The second thing is the biblical call to love your neighbor, mm. regardless yeah, right. of their that's ethnicity, right. regardless of their cultural background, regardless of where they where they come from, you're called to love them uh, for the sake of Christ. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 ultimately, like maybe the most the, the, the clearest demonstration of why racism is sin is because when Jesus Christ died on the cross, he died to purchase for himself yes. and people from every tribe, tongue, and nation. He died for all kinds of people, every ethnicity group. You know, if you're thinking race, every race. That is the demonstration of God's love for yeah. all humanity. It's the sacrifice of Christ for all humanity. So for us to then harbor racist thoughts as if, well, one race is inferior and another race is superior, yeah. and we're going to exalt ourselves and push down another, you're not just doing it wrong. You are dishonoring God and you are dishonoring the people that he has made in his image and and even those that he has made uh, for his pleasure in the kingdom. The 2018 Doctrine and Devotion Conference is just around the corner, but there's still time to register. It's going to be bigger than last year, and that's thanks to our seven sponsors. Wait, seven? Seven. Oh, yes, we big time now. That's a holy number. B&H Academic, who put out the Spurgeon Study Bible. There's Moody Publishers, who put out your three books. we got Logos Bible Software. we got Mission Aware. we got Legacy Dads. It's oh, all going to be cool. great. Yeah, and we also have uh, some amazing coffee uh, that's roasted locally here by Fresh yeah. Ground Roast. And the coffee is brought to you by Crossway Publishers and Soldiers of Christ Prison Ministries, led by Scott Kalis out of Redeemer Fellowship. This is a ministry where Scott disciples men who are incarcerated, helping them to become better followers of Christ and better dads as they exit the prison system. So you do not want to miss out on this. Go to DrDevotion.com and register now. So, I mean, Joe, we talked... You know, we're saying race, racism, and then reconciliation, like the solutions to to reconciliation, because as as some of our, our brothers and sisters are, are saying, you know, they're, they're sensing this kind of wider divide in our Christian community. And so I guess really you have to ask, ask two questions, right? Like, how is reconciliation possible? And do we even need this reconciliation? I think we're good. You think we're good? Yeah, we're good. Is that your answer? I'm chill. <laughs> we're chill. Uh, I don't. I don't feel any racism. You know, what's the problem? <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously, we we want reconciliation. I mean, is is one of the most dominant biblical themes, gospel themes, is that of reconciliation, right? Reconcil- reconciliation to God and reconciliation to one another. Yep. Jew and Gentile reconciled together in one body, reconciled to God through Christ. I mean, so reconciliation matters. It should matter to us, and we should be all about it. I think. Um, the way it won't work is, you know, by hoping and doing nothing. Reconciliation is going to happen then, right? Mm-hmm. And Thabiti makes this point in one of his uh, one of his blog posts, saying that you know, racism isn't just going to fade away and die away. Um, all sins continue; sin will yeah. continue. Yeah. And he he makes a good point there. Like, listen, this is uh, this has to be addressed. It has to be confessed, and it has to be repent repented of. I couldn't think of another S. Repented. <laughs> uh, it needs to be repented of, and um, and so I, I would say that. On, on on the front end to to begin to deal with this issue and and approach reconciliation, um, we do need to probably recognize and embrace painfully our 
corporate guilt yeah. um, as a country. So listen, I love America. I'm pro-America. America. Uh, America. I'm, in fact, I love America so much, I call it America. America. Because we're on the nickname basis. America. So, um, but boy, when you start to push for us embracing our corporate guilt as a nation or as a country, people get squirrely about that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, they, they, they feel like, well, hold on. That's not me. Yeah. That's what are you talking me. about? Or, or we've already dealt with that. Come on now. We've already we've already dealt with this Move issue. On. Move on. to the. There's a lot more bigger things that we should be, you know, like that's what they're saying, a lot, quote unquote, bigger things yeah. that uh, we should be dealing with. This is not one of them. Yeah. So it's like, okay. Somebody said something recently online in response to all of this. And... Um, I liked, I guess, that um, the person said this because it resonates with me. Um, if somebody were to say the evangelical church needs to repent of its its lack of heart and concern over abortion, I don't think there would be near as much pushback. Mm. Um, now, this is what this guy said, and I agree with him. Um, and in fact, when you talk to people that are that are really passionate and really deep into um, the, the movement to abolish abortion. Um, one of the things that they point out is like, listen, one of the reasons people get so defensive on the abortion issue is because there is guilt in their conscience yep. that we have not cared or felt or done anything. And so they respond by deflecting and defending themselves. Um, so even if we would give lip service to it, right? Like, okay, yeah, we, that that's true. We all need to, you, this issue becomes, way more challenging yeah. for people. They, they, and this whole idea, like, okay, so I'm not racist, so, well, oh, fine, cool. And Thabiti says that. Like, he's like, I'm not saying you're racist. Um, there's lots of people that aren't racist. But, uh, but hold on, he says, your grandma's racist. Well, my, my grandma. <laughs> 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 well, I'm just saying. Um, yeah, yeah, like, let, let me see if I can bring up that paragraph. Okay. Um, because uh, people, uh, you know. People, yeah, people, people got a little bit uh, upset about all right, so I'm on, I'm on the blog here. For, no, 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 no. He's looking. No, no. Darn it. Man, how far ago was that post? <laughs> okay, we began three years ago. Did he take it down? Nope, there it is. Nope, there it is. I don't think he would have right. taken it down. No, I know. That's what I was weird. I couldn't find it. All right, so one of the things, and this is in his blog post, We Await Repentance for Assassinating Dr. King. This is by Thabidian Mobile on the Gospel Coalition website. And uh, here's what he says in part. Um, I'm saying the entire society killed Dr. King. This society has been slowly killing him all along. Taylor Branch, King scholar and award-winning biographer, pointed out that Dr. King, at the time of his death, though only 39, had the heart of a 60-year-old. And he goes on to explain you know, why that is. Yeah, yeah. He says, um, this is a sick society, and we kid ourselves if we think all the sickness gets healed just by time and rest. Racism, prejudice, hatred, and bigotry is not a cold. It's a cancer. It mutates. It metastasizes. And despite our protest and insistence otherwise, this sickness gets passed on in a kind of social hereditary action, sometimes unconsciously and yeah. unsuspected, sometimes systemically, and sometimes intentionally and virulently. Yes. Um, and then he says, I don't need all white people to feel guilty about the 50s and 60s, especially those who weren't even alive. But I do need all of us to suspect that sin isn't done working its way through our society. Um, all of this is good. He says, um, "My, I'm skipping down, and this is the, this is the paragraph that got a lot of uh, attention. My white neighbors and Christian brothers can start by at least saying 
Their parents and grandparents in this country are complicit in murdering a man who only preached love and justice. And he's not he's not specifically saying Jim's grandpa. Yeah, exactly. Or my grandpa. No, but he's saying the culture at large, society at large had allowed it to get to this place. Yeah. And many, many of them fed into that and played a role in that. So look, I mean, what he's essentially saying here is, listen, we have to admit that our country and even the church is complicit in racism, which led to the death of Martin Luther King Jr. I don't have a problem with that. I mean, do you have a problem with that? No, no, I, I don't have no, that. You, but you so fire what, the white pastor. <laughs> but, you know, and so, I mean, but people would sit there back and say, well, hold on, I'm not a racist person. Awesome. I'm glad. How do we know? Oh, how do you know you're not a racist person? How do you person? know if you're racist or not? Because you have a black friend. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's what they, I'm not that's racist. We, I, have I'm, a, I have a black friend. People always say that. Oh, I'm not racist. I, I have a black friend. Um, yeah, I, I think uh, that, that's great. Like, I, I can say, I think genuinely, I'm not a racist person, but that's not the issue. The issue isn't, are you a racist? The issue is, is racism alive? Is racism doing damage? Mm-hmm. And have we addressed the issue? And how can we better address the issue? Ultimately, what we're talking about here is not just the problem of racism, but the problem of reconciliation. Yeah. How do we achieve increasing reconciliation for um, for the people in our country? And of course, there's going to be political uh, yeah. social yeah. action and all of that, but there's there's more to it than that, and absolutely, we've this is, really this... got to get into. I think what we think are the are the deepest solutions. Well, I think because what we're talking about this is a theological problem. Yeah, this is a theological problem that requires theological solutions. Yeah, and back to kind of what we were talking about, why this is sin. The solutions are imago dei, the love of neighbor, and the and the death of Christ, recognizing uh, the image of God in every individual. Right. That there's worth value to them. Yeah, I, I, the, the the theology, if it's if it's right, that doctrine will give birth to devotion, which will move us to do something. Yes. So it's it's one thing to say I'm not racist. It's another thing to say I'm not racist. That's why I speak up when I see racism, or when I see prejudice manifesting itself. Correct. Or when I see um, you know uh, legit inequality. Uh, discrimination, um, oppression, whatever. I'm going to stand up because those are people that God made for his own glory. Um, I'm supposed to love my neighbor, and Christ died for people from every tribe, tongue, and country. So I want to be a part of God's love, God's creation, and God's work in this. It, it, it has to be that way. And it, so the church is the one that I think yes. should be spearheading all of this. I mean, the church throughout different points in history, like, was the, you know, they they had great contributions uh, that extended out of who they were as the church and into the broader culture. That's right. And this ought to have been one, you know, the civil rights movement. Mm-hmm. There was some. Yep. Uh, but I, today, if we're so enlightened, if we've made so much progress, then why can't the church be the most vocal about why this Why are we issue? so defensive uh, when this when this comes up, right? Like We do get defensive. We get really, really defensive. I mean, I think, especially, especially, White people. Oh, I'm just saying. Especially, you just, just lumped all us white people <laughs> into one category. I'm just saying, generally speaking, right. there's this like there's this white reaction. Uh, oh, just watch. People are gonna be mad at this conversation. People are gonna be mad at this conversation, and, and they're gonna say that. But you know, you kind of see that as soon as as soon as racism gets brought up, or the issue of racism, or 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 uh, how it's it's still 
affecting um, other brothers and sisters in Christ, a lot of times white people will speak up in defense. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like they get defensive yeah. of it rather than slowing down, listening, seeking right. to understand. Yeah. And that's, listen, like I've, I've, I've been a part of, of, you know, discussions on race. And when I'm asked to be on those discussions, I, I, I usually tell them I'm not the best guy. Like if they want, like, well, we want a white guy to represent on this. And from that perspective, I'm like, I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not a great guy for this. No, because, Hey, no, you're not. You're it's, not. Come on. I'm, no, you're I'm, the pretty, hor- I'm pretty good. You're a horrible white pre- person no, to represent on this. Gosh. <laughs> so I would say that, like, listen, you guys, uh, there are smarter guys. And and it, uh, so sometimes I'll, I'll wind up in that. And I'll, I'm really honest. I tell people I, I really try to just listen as much as I can and try mm. to understand as much as I can because my experience has been very limited. You know, I grew up in a, in a white city. Um, uh, I, I went to white schools. Uh, you know, Moody was pretty diverse. Um, Southern Seminary was not, and um, and well, now of course, SPC. So and then I was, you know, and then I'm back up here where I'm from. So uh, I like I like I like to listen a lot. But so then, what about? I mean, can't we all just get to the point and to the place of being colorblind where we just don't see these things, Joe? <laughs> you're trying to you're trying to poke the bear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I I I get that. I I I get why people say that and and I and I understand. Do you agree with do you agree with that sentiment, Joe? I would say I agree that there are people who don't consider ethnicity or race when they're meeting people of various. So uh, Okay, oh, so you disagree with the media that it's rubbish. Nope. I'm saying I agree that there are people who go in to situations where they're encountering people from all different places, cultures, contexts, languages, and it doesn't register in their mind very much. Uh, they don't treat anybody any differently. They may be, in a practical sense, colorblind. What Thabiti would say, and what others would say, and I would agree, is that uh, to be colorblind does, in a sense, a, a disservice to the way God has created us and made us. Um, we should be able to to see and to even celebrate uh, some of those cultural diversities, right? Some of the yeah. differences among us, and and recognizing that there are like you know colorblind in itself is a little tricky because it's tricky, <laughs> but it's 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 tricky because it's not um, because it it almost sounds like we're just dealing with the color of skin, but we're really dealing with eth- ethnicities. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it, there there's there's just there's a problem there because there's there's more to people than than what you just sort of assume or see, mm. I think it's important for us to recognize where people are from, what they're going through, uh, what their heritage is. Uh, I think all that's good. Like, I, I, I like to learn about other people's families and backgrounds and, and, and cultures. I think that's a good thing. Um, so colorblind, if by colorblind you mean I don't judge anybody based on the color of their skin, great. Okay, then maybe I'll be colorblind. Mm-hmm. But if by colorblind you mean that we should not pay any attention to the ethnic diversities among us. Well, I would say that that's probably not helpful. Um, you know, I, w- I would want us to to celebrate, to understand, to celebrate. You know, all that is good, mm-hmm. um, and, and to understand. Because if you if you if you take this colorblind thing too far, then you're going to have a hard time understanding where people are coming from and understanding their perspectives. Right. So it's like the church is supposed to be the place where reconciliation is is most happening. Yes. Right. And, and, and this is where like James White is very right on this, that, and, and I think the BD would agree with, with what I'm going to say here, that, um, that in the church, there is in Christ, in Christ, we are one, we are unified. And 
the walls that divide us mm -hmm. are torn down. Um, but that doesn't mean that we don't recognize that there are differences and that we don't celebrate that God saves us from so many different kinds of backgrounds and cultures and all of that. So the, the question for me is, um, and I don't, I don't have the answer for it really, but you know, if we're going to celebrate our diversity in the kingdom of God and hopefully in our churches, wherever possible, yeah. how do we celebrate diversity while maintaining unity in Christ and not letting, not letting a lesser thing like ethnicity trump the greater thing, which is Christ? That's good. I, I don't know. I, I, that's maybe what we can talk about if we if we go on from here. But in all of this, like Jimmy and I, right, we're genuinely, we're talking out loud. Yeah. Uh, we finally have 30 whole minutes to hang out before he has to leave again. <laughs> Stop. Um, yes, I know. Be by myself. <laughs> um, so, hey, everybody, text me. Hit me up. I'm, I'm all by myself. No, don't. I'm way too busy. Uh, <laughs> so l l let's just encourage people. Jimmy and I worked out, um, you know, four ways that, uh, that we – would encourage each other and all of you as you are engaging this issue and the people that are involved in these issues, right? Yeah. I mean, number one, we'd say love your brothers and sisters in Christ. Yeah. Right. Seek to actually love them and to care for them and to have this, this, uh, this heartfelt emotion be moved for, uh, the plight that they are going through for the issues that they are facing. Yeah, and I think that the whole idea of loving your brother or sister, if you if you actually have affection for them, then you're going to respond to them differently. That's right. You know what I mean? The, the, the reason is charitableness. If, if I'm driving down the road and I see a church member and they don't see me but they cut me off, I'm not going to feel anger towards them. I'm going to be like, oh, they didn't see me. No, you're going to be, no, you're going to be annoyed. Stop. No, I wouldn't. No, I would. Um, I'd be like, oh, they, they didn't see me. But if you don't know the person that cut you off, you're like, dang it. What's up? What's the person? What's, they're, they're not thinking they're doing. So you got to recognize your brothers and sisters in Christ, whether you know them or not, are a part of your family, the family of God. And so loving them should temper the, 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 the heat with which you yep. react. Right? Oh, absolutely. It, it, really, it really should. You're still going to react. You're still going to like say, hey, Have man, disagreements, you could have yeah. killed me when you cut me off. Man, just be careful and you'll be chill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, number two, um, we should not only love our brothers and sisters, but we should listen to our brothers and sisters. Um, you know, you guys know what it's like. I mean, if we're just honest, we know when somebody's arguing and we we disagree, we stop listening and we start formulating our response. That's right. Um, we start, you know. Uh, we want to be right. Yeah, we start organizing and categorizing like the things that we want to say so we can spit it back out and try and chop them down. But I think it's really important to listen. I mean, to listen carefully, slow down, be slow to speak. Okay, you're listen. You're never gonna look dumb if you're slow to speak. Oh yeah, yeah. And uh, and you're a lot less likely to say something wrong if you're slow to speak. So, be quick to listen. Um, give people a chance to be heard. Yep, and that that goes with it. When when you're hearing them, seek to understand them. Yeah, that's the third thing, right? Try to understand their position and where they're coming from and what they're trying to say. Uh, don't assume the worst of what they're saying and don't neglect to to see where they're coming from because yeah. they're they're coming from a a set of values and presuppositions and, and experiences and experiences and and you need to understand that to properly evaluate and and to well one to listen and to love yeah i think if you love them and you're listening you're then able to understand mm -hmm. um, and if you understand you are that much more able to love i think you're right it's like it's it's, it's a cycle that way and listen christians one of the things that we pride ourselves on is hermeneutics. 
mm. how to interpret. Yep. We have various kinds of literature in the Bible. We take courses. We teach classes. We read books on how to properly interpret what someone else has written yep. so that we can understand something called authorial intent. We look at context. We look at language. That's right. We try to understand all of these things. And if we're Baptists, we're going to split over and over again over these things. <laughs> So if somebody has written a blog post or issued a podcast, do your best to properly interpret them. Mm-hmm. Don't say, well, because they use this word, it must mean X, Y, and Z. Listen, okay, that, that's a possibility. But look at the context. You know who they are. You've got their body of work. Like, like just at, Here's an example. When Thabiti started on the Gospel Coalition, uh, he wrote quite a bit about African-American history and, and how— Many African American churches were in decline and had lost the gospel, or had you know there had been uh, some real problems. So he he pointed at like at the African American culture yeah. and context, yeah. and so now he's pointing at the Anglo yep. uh, American church context, and he has lived in both worlds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's from he's from Devers Church, so he he can speak into this issue, and he, he's not being a hypocrite. Um, he's not being a hater. Um, this is what he does, mm-hmm. right? So take that into consideration as you're reading this guy. I didn't hear the Anglos getting upset with him about when he was critiquing the African-American church. Did, were they? No, there was like high fives. Oh, there were high fives. There were lots of high fives. Oh, there was lots of high yeah, fives. Virtual, virtual high fives, of yeah, course. Yeah, a lot of likes yeah. and retweets. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, number four, uh, help your brothers and sisters. Um, you're, you're not loving, listening, or understanding if you're not willing to help. Yeah. Right. I mean, <laughs> the the person who says he has faith and does nothing that faith is useless. It cannot save you. Um, you know, uh, if you you can have uh, you can say that you love, but if that love isn't demonstrable in any way, then how in any sense can we say it's real? Love is sacrificial. Love yeah. acts. It works. So we ought to be asking. You know, what can I do? And again, listen, I I can't tell you ten things that you can go and do right now. Um, to make a difference other than what we just said. And and what I'd like to do, what Jimmy would like to do, is talk to people who are in the midst of this um, to a greater degree than we are and learn. We want to understand more right. of what we can do because here's what I want. I want the world, I know, here's the thing. The world is going to hate us for our doctrine. They're going to hate us oh, for yeah. the yep. exclusivity of salvation in Jesus Christ and, and, and our morality that we have derived from the scripture, right, about sexual morality and all of this. Um, what I want them to do at least is to marvel at how unified and peaceful and loving we yeah. are toward one another despite all of our differences. Um, and yes, the gospel is the one thing that's going to accomplish that, but the gospel accomplishing that will happen as it leads us and moves us uh, to act, to help, to actually do something. Well, we'd love to hear your thoughts. But you not can, all of your thoughts. Not all of your thoughts. Just, some just, of, just, 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 just the, the ones that agree with us. Yeah, don't. Yeah, okay, it's all right. Go ahead. Hey, if, you, if you're going to be mad, that's fine. <laughs> you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Doc and Devo or on Facebook slash Doctrine and Devotion. You can head on over to the iTunes and leave us that honest five-star review. You can also go over to the website, DoctrineDevotion.com. There you can contact us. You can sign up for the email blast or hit up the store. And you still got time. Register for the 2018 Doctrine and Devotion Conference. We've got like 400. No, we're not, four, we're not at 400. We're over 300. We're over 300. Okay, what's next? 400. <laughs> Fresh pod every Monday and Thursday. Blog post on Wednesdays. Video content when available, or maybe other people are going to start doing the video content themselves and maybe have it upside down. Later. <laughs> <laughs>